0: Hello, good morning, welcome to another episode of The Daily. Today's episode is for the 10th of April, Friday, and today churches all around the world, believers globally, are celebrating, remembering Christ's sacrifice on the cross on that faithful Friday. Today is Good Friday. And this evening as a committee, we will be meeting online and having a Good Friday uh, vigil, and I uh, believe that that time is going to be really meaningful and powerful, and so on. I encourage you, invite you to join us online later tonight. Well, we have been spending the last few podcasts diving into the final words or statements that Jesus made as he hung on the cross. And uh, today, you know, even as we close off uh, the week's episodes, we're going to be looking at John chapter 19, verse 28, and this was one of The statements, the last words that Jesus said as he hung on the cross, John chapter 19 verse 28, says this in scripture, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst, I thirst. Now these words I thirst were spoken by Jesus a little before he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, this was only recorded in the Gospel of John, but what a line, what a statement, I thirst. Just think about how comprehensive, how expressive, and also how tragic that statement is. The maker of heaven and earth, with parched lips, saying, I thirst. The Lord of glory, in need of a drink. The beloved of the Father, crying, I thirst. How tragic, how comprehensive and how expressive of a statement. You know, in this uh, line in this text, we get a glimpse into the humanity of Jesus, that Jesus on the earth was fully God yet fully man. He endured the cross as a human being. He wasn't so much endowed with super godlike strength and endurance such that he didn't feel, the physical effects of the cross, but he was very much man on the cross. He endured the pains, the sufferings of the cross as a man. Now this thirst, word thirst, is a word of suffering, a word of distress. Jesus's fifth word on the cross, I thirst, that word of suffering, reminds us that Jesus died in the flesh as a human being for us, and our sins. Now the text goes on to tell us that the Roman soldiers saw that there was a vessel full of sour wine or some translations vinegar sitting there and they filled the sponge with that vinegar sour wine, put it on a hyssop branch and put it to his mouth. And after Jesus had drank from that wine received from it, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now some would believe that that sponge on the stake was actually used in Roman public bathrooms. It was used to clean uh, people after they had done their business and it was dipped in vinegar as a kind of disinfectant. And so, you know, here in this text, we get a glimpse of the suffering, but also the humiliation that Jesus went through on the cross. It is cruel, it is tragic, it is painful but it does us good to be even rem- reminded of what the Messiah went through for us. But also in this text, we get a glimpse of Jesus' reverence for scriptures, for the prophetic promises uh, of God that was revealed in the Old Testament. The text said that Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now he was referencing to the 69th Psalm and in Psalm 69 verse 21 says this about the coming Messiah that they gave me also gall for my meat and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Now just think about that for a second. Jesus at that point of time would have hung on the cross for some six hours and had passed through unparalleled suffering. Yet, his mind was clear, his memory unimpaired, and in this time he considered the whole truth of God's word. He thought about the messianic predictions, he remembered that there was this one prophetic scripture that was unaccomplished, and in that moment, even as he suffered, he sought to overlook nothing. There was nothing that is to be disputed about his death on a cross, and so. In that, knowing that all things were now accomplished except this final line, he said, I thirst, such that he might fulfill every single one of the messianic predictions. Jesus here sets an example for us that no amount of suffering is ever an adequate justification for us to go off course, to go against God's will, God's word, and God's way. That even in suffering, even on the brink of death itself, Jesus sought to obey God's word. Not just bits and pieces of it, but God's entire word, the entire council of scriptures. That was what the Messiah modeled for us on the cross. Now first is a powerful thing. You know, It's a natural instinct that is regulated by negative feedback that loops between the brain and the organs. And the reason you feel this sense of thirst, you are thirsty, is because the brain is in its way telling your body that it is missing something and it is needing something in order to live. Now, I once heard a doctor say this, that loss of the ability to thirst is a sign that the body is shutting down and impending death is coming. Research has shown that a person can undergo such trauma and shock that the body would go into a kind of preservation mode to protect vital organs and hence forego its sense of thirst. So it would be accurate to say that the sense of thirst is a sign and a reminder that one is still alive. Thirst is a proof, the proof of life. And I believe the same would go in the spiritual. Spiritual thirst is the proof of spiritual life. Now, this thirst I'm talking about is a deep longing for God, His way, and His kingdom. And I love that the Bible, all through the Bible, God, His ways, His will is often referred to as or likened to rivers and waterfalls and rain. And a thirst for God, a thirst for His way, His will, is a sign that we are spiritually alive. Whether one articulates it or not, everyone thirsts. If not, why this craving for the applause and approval of men? Why this consuming desire to acquire more wealth, more acclaim, more position? Why this eager search for wisdom? Why this pursuit of philosophy? Why this insane craze for that which is in a novel? Why? Because... There is an aching void in the human soul because there is something remaining in every natural man that is unsatisfied, that no amount of money, acclaim, riches, wealth or power would ever satisfy. We were made, and this is cheesy, with a God-shaped void in our hearts. And we need God to fill us or else we will live our lives perpetually empty, trying to fill that void which can never be filled. And the sooner we come to that conclusion, the sooner we will profess, I thirst for the living God. I thirst for he who truly satisfies. I thirst for him who said, if you drink of this water, you drink of me, you shall never thirst again because our thirst, though we try to fill it with natural things, is really a spiritual one and natural things, simply put, cannot ever quench or satisfy this infinite, insatiable thirst. C.S. Lewis has this to say, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. Another way to put it, this infinite desire, infinite thirst that we feel in our hearts, is proof that there is an infinite God who wants to meet it. And that is where the psalmist came to in Psalm 42, as he penned these words, as the deer pants for the water brooks. So pants my soul for you, O God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My soul thirsts, even pants for the living God. So even in this time that we're living in, where we are just surrounded by all these challenges, I wonder where your heart's thirst is directed and routed toward. We see all through the world that many are uh, defaulting to escapist behaviours, using various means and methods to self-soothe, to comfort themselves. We see the concerning rising statistics in pornography usage. We see many exhibiting dysfunctional behaviours and patterns. And many are just defaulting or thirsting after the wrong thing but in this time even as we're faced with all that we're facing now I wonder if you would like Jesus in the midst of suffering thirst after God thirst after his will thirst after seeing scriptures come to life and my prayer for all of you in this time, if there is to be one fruit that is born from this entire experience, on ordeal, is that a sense, a deep sense of hunger, of thirst, has been awakened deep in you. That you know that life, this life as we know it, simply won't cut it. You and I both need more of God, more of His will more of his word more of his way his presence in our lives and so let's take a moment this morning to route our hearts towards our soul's truest desire perhaps over the last few weeks you have routed it towards different things in an attempt to soothe to comfort yourself maybe you have drowned yourself in a copious in copious amounts of entertainment maybe you've tried to call many people Maybe you might even have defaulted into sin. You've tried your best to soothe or to fill that deep void you know is within you. In this moment, let's come to the end of ourselves, to all that we know to do or how to do. And let's profess that we need God. God, I thirst for you. I so need you in my life. Nothing in this world can ever satisfy my thirst my soul longs for you oh god it even faints and pants after you i need you oh god and let's take a moment to express this deep hunger and desire for god in our own way taking Jesus' example on the cross, that even as he suffered, even as he was on the brink of death, even as he felt this sense of separation from the Father, he said, I thirst. And this is what we're saying this time. Though we're not sure of what's going to happen in the days that are ahead, though we're uncertain about what's happening in the present, our soul cries out, I thirst. For the living God. Let's take a few moments to do that in our own way. Thanks so much for doing that. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Jesus, we remember your words. It's found in John chapter 4 that you said, Whoever drinks of the water that you give, he shall never thirst again. Lord, we recognize that it is you alone who can quench our thirst. It's you alone who can meet the deep need of our hearts. And it's you alone who can impart a peace to which the world knows nothing of nor can it give nor can it take away it's a peace that surpasses all understanding and so god today we look to you we look to you as our source of strength it's where we derive joy pleasure and peace from god we look to you in this day and we say we thirst we thirst for you oh god we ask that you come and meet us even as you live through the day let your presence be so felt in every moment, even in the mundane and ordinary. God, we want to feel your presence. God, we know that you are faithful and true. That when we call upon your name, when we seek after you, we will surely find you. So God, we are expected to meet with you today. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Congratulations on making it to the end of the week. We'll see you for our online gatherings. Be blessed. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg. Or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.